A goes on to say every single guy cares about color and they like hmm. pink, a little brown is okay, but super brown is not acceptable and he's never met anybody who likes black. Asked him if that applies to him and he said, am I a guy? Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is mostly in good faith, but often controversial. We have a fun list of topics to cover on today's show, including a new reason for premature ejaculation, lying about one's body count, vulva color, and more. I'm Keith. My co-host is Mike. How is my microphone, Mike? It sounds okay. Uh, you, as with, you're not using like the professional mic right now because you're in no. Los Angeles, as I take it, and <clears throat> on a trip and that uh yeah you can always hear a little echo or background or something surprisingly yeah i fled the bay area to get away from the wildfire smoke and when i discovered that it was smoky outside i bought a plane i bought a flight that was leaving within like two hours so i <laughs> packed very hastily and forgot to pack and my this travel is, mic this is because you wanted to go to los angeles to be able to exercise and also just have a nice life there <clears throat> not you know to get it get out of the nonsense Right. Yeah. I didn't want to deal with the smoke and I'm trying to run 90 miles this week. And so hmm. I had to get out of Dodge. You'll have to get out there and run pretty soon unless you already did today. I don't know. I did. Maybe you're doubling today. So the, uh, yeah, the, the wildfire smoke thing for the Bay area is relatively new. Uh, I mean, of course it's historically not new, but, um, in the last say 30 years, there wasn't that much. And then all of a sudden you had a spate of it that some people attribute to the utility company not doing deferred maintenance under their power lines. Uh, some people, you know, of course, there are people that are going to say it's global warming, et cetera. Uh, it could just be luck also. Um, I uh, The first time it happened in this most recent spate, which was maybe five or six years ago, before COVID, uh, I did a lot of running with a mask on. Uh, and that was one of the ways when COVID happened, I knew a lot more about using N95 masks than your average fellow. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, it's one way. Like I, I had sort of it made it made the mask conversation even more irritating for me because people would make you know these claims, and I'd say, well, it's just like there's a bunch of problems with what you're saying uh, because of having that experience. I'm sure people that work in healthcare obviously have a lot of experience with those things as well, or maybe people in construction. So, yeah, I, I think California is probably one of the few remaining places where there's still bastions of people frequently wearing masks. I ran along the strand today that goes between Man Manhattan beach and I think Redondo beach or Torrance beach. And, you know, it's like this paved path that goes for miles and miles with these expensive houses uh, where presumably in the afternoon and evenings, people just sit out on the patios and invite women to come in. That's uh, right. But in the mornings, it's mostly walkers and exercisers. And yeah, I would say, Two out of ten people are still wearing masks of some some kind. A lot of While them walking down the beach. Yes. Yeah. So there's no um, there's no scientific evidence whatsoever that that does anything. I mean, I think I think you could actually make the argument that it's around even whether it helps or hurts you. In terms of, I assume they're worried about COVID. They're outdoors. Presumably. There's plenty of air movement. They're creating a little space around their mouth without air movement. Right. So they're cool unless a part and virus gets in there and then they're trapping it around their mouth. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. and a lot of them are wearing cloth masks or right, surgical and masks and not N95, which right. also implies some confusion. 
look, there was a time when I was wearing masks a lot, um, particularly in enclosed spaces. Um, there was a time when I was probably wearing cloth masks before it became clear that those were basically worthless. And if you were going to wear a mask, you may as well wear an N95. And I mean, there were times when like the well-motivated, uh, intelligent person could be confused about this. But I think that time has passed. I think outdoor cloth mask wearing is probably uh, not effective. Yeah. And the only thing I would say to add to that is I think that, in fact, a motivated, diligent person should not have been able to be confused about that in 2020. It's just that there was a concerted effort by the powers that be to make it difficult to get accurate information. There, there have been studies going back quite some distance that uh, you have to be pretty, it's pretty hard to stop uh, airborne viral transmission. It's very difficult. It's not, it's, it's not impossible. It's just very challenging. You probably need sort of scuba diving equipment. Yeah. I don't remember the specifics of the time. I'm not willing to completely concede that point. I think there was sure, a time when the science was confusing, but we're already going to get some emails about this. So let's move on. Let's talk yeah. about sex. Um, I was watching a porn today mm. or last night, I guess it was, <laughs> I was writing this morning, uh, last night. Uh, and it was a, a man in the missionary position on top of a woman and he put his fist and was using it to apply pressure uh, below her navel, even maybe below her panty line, but above her sure. pubic bone, I guess. Um, and I think he was doing it uh, so that maybe she would feel the head of his cock a bit more profoundly or something. Can you speculate why he was doing that? Are there, so there are I mean, a couple of things. Um... There's some, there's some, there's a guy, a couple really that make, uh, porn. Uh, they make VR porn as well. They're called Jack and Jill. And I've mentioned them on the podcast before. Mm -hmm. And they often have like threesomes and foursomes with uh, other people. The guy has a very, very long penis. And you're saying, you said long, not big. Long, long is the important part here. Well, I mean, it's big, but I, I, it's big, but the no, it's not a pencil. The notable thing that makes you okay, okay, surprising about it is Continue. its length. And um, they, he, they have several videos where he, where he, you can see the outline of it or whatever. You can see it in that area of the woman's body as he's penetrating her. Yes. And in a couple of them, I dare say that the woman who's receiving it gets some amount of pleasure, some sort of sensation out of that experience. So she's sort of like surprised in a positive way and like maybe... I think I remember one where she's pushing in that area to sort of like increase the amount of stimulation there. Um, and then I've also definitely read that this, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, it, it can be stimulative. And I think it's analogous maybe or so on the order of G-spot stimulation, although I guess you would say it's, it should be too deep for that, right? Yeah. My guess so, is that they're angling it in such a way that it doesn't hit the cervix. I guess it's, I don't know if above yes. is the right word here, but yeah, it's angled in such a way so it's not hitting the cervix. Yeah, so and, it's the words the words you would use here are anterior and posterior. So you can yeah, remember because posterior is towards your ass. Uh-huh. So you know your your posterior. Anterior is towards your belly button. Okay. And so there's an area called the Yeah, there's cervix. the anterior fornix, which is like sort of the if the cervix is like a little jar, the top of a lid of a jar or something that juts out into the vagina, then you get be getting sort of going around that to the back. And there's like kind of a pouch there that goes all the way around. And if, and the anterior one can be sensitive, I think some people call it the A spot. 
Okay. So it's, so, so it's going to be that. The cervix and wherever the G spot is. Well, the G spot is much closer to the entrance because the G spot right. is really just the 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 clitoris that's uh, available yeah, it's the on the underside. Other. Exactly. So this is going to be much deeper than that, and I think it would sort of have to be that. That's why I said it's sort of it's like the G spot, but it's not really. It couldn't really be that same structure. I think. No, I don't think it could because you're. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's too yeah, it's too deep, as you say. Honestly, a guy putting his fist in there, I could see doing it for his own pleasure because he can then feel. It's kind of hot, actually, right? I mean, like you can feel your own uh, hand yeah. through her belly. Yeah, maybe that's your... what he was doing. Now that you mention it, and if you if you trapped it, if you really pushed hard, you could maybe trap the penis between your fist and her <laughs> spinal cord, her vertebrae, and then really get a really tight grip inside. I doubt that you do that with in a safe way. There's too many organs in there and so forth. Too many yeah, intestines and that's kidneys. Possible. And... Uh, probably yeah, I mean, you're talking about the other direction there. That would be posterior of the cervix. Well, you'd be pushing down your penis so far that like it's sort of it pu- pushing oh, down I the see. vagina so far that it sort of mashes it down and tightens oh, it around. This, this is not I what's see. happening. This is no, just, uh, no. yeah, this is just sort of a more sensation thing. Yeah. It looked, I mean, the amount of pressure he was applying looked a bit uncomfortable, but she seemed to be tolerating it. If you uh, applied. Nay, I, I enjoying mean, it. If you applied that kind of pressure to your own abdomen, I don't think it would hurt. You'd, yeah, you could go pretty, pretty strong far. there. Yeah, yeah. there's That's just true. not any structures that are that sensitive. Right. Um, I have something else to bring up quickly. I'm ready. Um, so I found a porn that was a uh, man fucking a real doll. Okay. It was. I don't know if it was exactly a real doll, but it, it was pretty realistic looking. Do people know what a real doll is? Why don't you I describe do, it? But, Go okay. ahead. It's it's a sex doll. It is life sized, and it has uh, holes that you can uh, that you can penetrate. Right. So it has a vagina. Does it have an anus? I think yes, it does. Yeah, and it has a mouth hole, and they're meant to be quite realistic looking and feeling. I don't know what materials they use, but they're expensive. What are they? Probably north of a thousand. Maybe they can even be north of ten thousand. <clears throat> Yeah, I looked it up and it looked like a typical one might be the five to seven thousand dollar range. They're quite expensive. Okay. Well, right. quite expensive for a normal person, anyway. <laughs> right. uh, not for I'd you. Imagine. Of I'd you imagine. Can customize yeah. hair color and skin color and probably eye color and the like. And they, sure. You know, they look a little creepy. They're a little bit memed for being, you know, a toy of the of the exceptionally rich and exceptionally depraved. Sort of sure. That the reputation real dolls have. So. Uh, so uh, let me just say one other thing before getting to the meat of this. First of all, uh, a friend of the show looked it up, and he was able to find one. It was it wasn't a, it was child sized. It was a real doll that was child sized. Oh, no. This is important. Yeah, but it was uh, it it was just a scaled down adult, so it was not actually. Uh, so I do actually have a question in my mind. I'm not sure if it's easy to talk about though. Like, what are the ethics and morals around if it actually were? Do you think someone could sell, I, I don't even know if you could legally sell one that was a child. Right. Like an, an actual child real doll. Yeah. We, we've be, heard about this a, a bit in the past, like uh, with all these generative AI tools that can make images, can you ask it to draw child pornography? Is that uh, out of bounds? I'm sure you and could. We've, uh, well, I think they have barricades and guardrails up that won't, that if you ask that, it'll tell you no. But certainly at 
uh, OpenAI headquarters, you could use Dolly 3, which I believe was released yesterday or is about to be released um, to, to actually do this. And I think we talked about this on the show before. Like my official position on this is I don't know <laughs> if it is the case that indulging child pornography fantasies using child porn makes you more likely to actually commit crimes and act out on it, then maybe these things should be illegal. Uh, if it's the case that having access to this kind of stuff makes you less likely because you're having your your needs indulged without actually going out and seeking children, then I, I guess I'm sort of for it. But there's some ratios there. And like, I'm not sure. How would you even study such a thing? Um, sure, sure. Let, me, let me ask this. Let's let's say that there was such a generative. We, we can get back to the real doll in a second, but let's say let's say there was such a generative AI tool and it was uncensored. There sur- there surely will be uncensored ones eventually. Yes. Yeah. And and imagine that it creates a video, like I say, a short thirty second clip that might be posted on a subreddit. And there's a slider where you can change the age of the woman. Right. What is your intuition, not about you personally, but about the average man or the median man? what is the age he'd have to take that slider down to when he would be like, yeah, I'm not, this isn't arousing to me anymore. I don't like this question. <laughs> it's I, surely I, under 18, you, right? You, you, you've attempted to abstract it from me, but one can't really <laughs> answer it without right. Im- implicating themselves. Well, so I think that, I think that it's a little bit problematic because I'm certain that the number would be under 18. I don't know what the age would be, and I think it would vary by person, but I bet it would you be should, kind of a bell curve. You should restate just because we always get in trouble on this kind of stuff. Yeah, the hypothetical is, yeah, at what point would the man cease having any sexual attraction? They'd be, they'd be actually no, like, we stipulate the, or annoyed. Right. Almost no men would be attracted to it if, if you switched to a two-year-old. I'm not even sure how the thing would make that uh, <laughs> computer-generated video. Yeah, um, but there's a age where where I, I'm assuming that it would essentially be nobody. I know it wouldn't be nobody, which is really sad. But it would be almost nobody, right? But yeah, but the, the, obviously the action, the interesting action would be say between age I don't know ten and eighteen or something. They're somewhere right. in there. Yeah, for, for each man, they're going to typically, and it's probably a bell curve around some age at which they say, okay, I I I, I tap out now in terms of interest, right? And in that sense, I could see there being some danger in that because it basically would allow a man to figure out, oh, I really like 15 year olds and that's not great. You know, it's sort of better to not have that information. Do you think men don't know that already? Yeah. Maybe um, even as I asked the question, you may be right. Like, because it's so impossible to even engage with the question uh, or so difficult to engage with the question, people might just assume that like they're not interested below 22 or whatever, but that's, I think it can be confusing for a guy. Like I I think that this is one of the things that makes this topic sort of fraud is I think it can be difficult for a guy to even tell what age someone is. Oh, she's obviously 13. It's like, really? Like not clear. And especially in a society that, you know, where women try to look as young as possible, makeup, uh, you know, correction, a video correction. I mean, where they actually correct images and so forth as part of movies and so forth. Um, yeah. I mean, so for a guy, it's like, well, I, I don't actually, so if you say, what does a 13 year old look like? I'm not totally sure. Right? So this would be a way to get sure about it, which then could be probably. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know, but the, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm just a consequentialist on this, right? I don't know what the right policies around child pornography are, but I do think it should be special cased. Like there's other things that I'm not a consequentialist on. Like I think that there should be freedom of 
speech generally, but this is a special case. And you would feel the same way about a child real doll? Uh, yes. Yeah. So if, if the research showed that giving pedophiles access to real dolls that were children made them less likely to commit actual crime, then I, I would be in favor. And if it showed the opposite, I would not be in okay. favor. So let's set aside the, the, the side, let's assume it's an adult woman, woman. I, what I was impressed by in this porn is that like, I, it wasn't repulsive to me. I think that I could see, I mean, I, I, I think that the way that, that it moved was realistic enough that I think that this could work. And this friend of the show I talked to about it said, he really thought that if there was like a VR headset, may uh, so, let me say an augmented reality headset, like the forthcoming Apple product that basically would put features on like facial features on the doll so that you see her as like, sure. it seems like she's real. Yeah. And there was a voice and stuff like that. He thought that setting aside the fact that you would have to clean it after the act and so forth. Like he could imagine, he could very well imagine that like be, being able to suspend disbelief and that working for him. Better than actual sex. No, just being equivalent or like, you know, it's not, he said, look, you know, then I don't have to go on dates. I can just fuck this thing. Right. Well, I mean, look, we've, we've talked about this before too. There's lots of men who already prefer masturbating to sex or at least prefer masturbating to the effort it takes to go out and have you know, actual sex. I think particularly in Japan, it gets talked about a lot there where perhaps not coincidentally, I think that's where most sex dolls are sold. That makes sense. <laughs> They've also got futanari there. Mm-hmm. which I think is their version of trans women. What is Futanari? I don't know. I think, I think it's Japanese trans women. I can check. There's all kinds of uh, phraseology. Female or female looking hermaphrodite character. So I think it actually comes from. In anime. Car- it's cartoons. from anime. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Well, but there are women. I've seen porn where like it's an actual woman who is, you know, so to speak, a Futanari. Hermaphrodite. That's interesting. So you can. Take your pick of the genitals. Yeah. Interesting. As you know, I occasionally look at anime porn. And yes. These sites often have check boxes when you search. And mm-hmm. I know that I knew that Futanari was one of them. And I knew it was one of the ones that I didn't want to have checked. But I, I Oh, you uncheck that. that one. I'd forgotten what it is. Uh, and that's, do you uncheck it because you've never played with it or because it, you find it I don't remember. I just know that in my mind, I knew that I, I didn't like Futanari. <laughs> there's other, okay. there's other ones too. There's something called, I think, Ichi, E-C-C-H-I. And that's when you do check, I assume? No, I think that's, uh, oh, okay. That doesn't sound so bad. Ichi is a slang term in the Japanese language for playfully sexual actions. It's an adjective that is used with the meaning of sexy, dirty, or naughty. Well, that sounds fine. But futanari is a step too far. You don't want. I don't. I don't a, like a true hermaphrodite. Right. That's not. It's so great, though. I mean, you just sort of lift up those balls, and there's another. It just keeps going. Now you have a yeah, vagina. I would rather not have to displace a penis to access the vagina. Generally, yeah. So okay, that's interesting. So if there was a really, really attractive woman who had a normal, uh, sorry, a a, a, she was born with a vagina, but she also had like a penis. You just, that's no, I think, yeah, yeah I, think I think so. Right. I, th- I think I'm with you on that. Yeah. I can't know until I'm in that situation, but like generally that sounds disgusting to me. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. 
but there's a lot of porn that plays around that edge of like, yeah, people with both sexual organs. And... Yeah, there's also the giant clit porn from the yeah, like, the, like China the either. wrestler and so forth. Yeah, not it's not great. Is she anyway, still okay. alive? I have no idea. <laughs> she probably had a roid rage incident. Yeah, may have. Um, all right, should we move on? Yeah. Do you, you want to say anything else about this? No. Weird small sex doll. The weird, the small one was very strange. I mean, a small adult. I mean, maybe it's just cheaper, less material. I, my but... guess is that, yeah, it's uh, it's less expensive. Yeah, but who wants to have sex with a one foot tall woman? It's really weird looking. Well, you're saving the money, you know. They, and also, there's like a physical space thing. Like, I saw some TV show. Oh, it's called Dave. Um, it's about a rapper. And anyway, he buys a real doll. And I think there's a scene where he's like trying to figure out where to put it when he's not using it. Like you just put it in your closet or leave it in the corner of your bedroom. I mean, it's, it's huge. It's human size. I feel like you could so dig you out, do? you could dig out part of your mattress kind of, I'm imagining the, the Bible at the end of the Shawshank Redemption or uh, like a, he gives the note to the warden that like salvation lay within. This is the same yeah. thing. You have like a, a hollow cut out of your bed and your salvation is down in there. That's the real doll. That's her hiding place. Yeah, so you go to bed at night and you roll over and dig her out and then put her back. Yeah. You need like a little secret compartment. Yeah. I, 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 the shame of having a real doll exceeds. I, I don't want one generally. Like I've tried using various masturbation tools like the, uh, what's the famous one? Oh, the flashlight. And I didn't think well, you'd try to flashlight. You've tried a flashlight. I have tried a flashlight. And I also and it tried for you. Wait, wait, the, what uh, happened? Cause you haven't revealed this before. What happened with the flashlight? It's fine. It was the same with the Tenga egg that uh, oh, Tenga, you, gave me. Yeah. You talked about that, but the flashlight was not better than beating off with your hand. It's different and it's so much more work. And I, and I think for me, it's sort of saddled by an extra sense of, feeling lame okay like having to get out like all this equipment to masturbate <laughs> just feels sort of sad uh, yeah they should try getting and, um apes in the zoo fleshlights and seeing if they're willing to do that or you know various toys and see if they're willing to or if they just say nah i can't you know if they have the same reaction you do like now nah, yeah. i'm just using my hand bro yeah yeah, yeah i threw away i, I used the fleshlight I think I just used it once. I think I was like, I don't even want to clean this. You threw it away? Yeah. You should have at least like done it. What am I going to give it to Goodwill? Yeah. I think you were going to say that. Nobody uh, buys sex toys from Goodwill. Well, you I mean, you live in San Francisco, right? I'm sure there's a a person, a a person experiencing homelessness that would appreciate that toy. Uh, Just be like used once, needs washing. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of a, a less desirable like something with shit on it or like, yeah, like yeah. I can't, I, I don't know. There's, there's some joke here, but I'm, I'm not reaching it. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, this person says, uh, I, a 32 year old male came quickly twice when fucking my wife without a condom. Uh, me and my wife have been married for five years now, sexually active for 10. Our preferred mode of contraception is the condom. It always has been. Usually our romp in the bed lasts for around 10 to 20 minutes of penetrative sex with the condom on. Today, we decided to do it without a condom, which we haven't done in years. We got caught up in the moment, and she asked me to fuck her without one, and I wasn't about to turn that off or down. 
I don't know if that he's going to have a really fun next 18 years. Yeah, Go on. yeah. Let's hear back from him in a, in a month. <laughs> it felt fucking amazing on our first round. We both came in like five minutes. Both. both. Came in like, yeah. <laughs> okay, buddy. I didn't think much of it. An hour later, we fucked again. And usually I last pretty long the second time around. But this time I came almost just as quickly as I had earlier. I'm worried if using a condom for so long has made me so sensitive that I just can't last when I'm not wearing one. Okay, so this is the opposite of death grip. He has been wearing a condom for so long that when he removes that desensitizing effect of the condom, he now is coming too quickly. How long would you expect this effect to last? That's a good question. I mean, um, not long. Not long. I would expect it to be weeks. Yeah. Depends on how often he has sex, but of not, course, not, of course. not that often. I mean, I think it's the same thing for death group. Like it's pretty quickly reversible actually. Um, because the, uh, yeah, it's an interesting question. What is I the actual physical process? My intuition. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this is my intuition is removing the condom and increasing the sensation goes away pretty quickly, but death yeah. grip takes, takes longer. And why like, do you have that intuition? Because I just feel like once you've gotten used to a more, a, a higher pressure thing, you're, I th- hmm. why is more pressure? Well, I mean, let's say you've had, so you've had a, a broken limb before. Maybe you haven't. No, I have not. You know, so when you have a cast on all, so let's say it's four to six weeks or something already, it's pretty weird when you take it off because the, the, the nerves aren't used to. Uh, the sensation, right? Yeah. Presumably, so I've already, never been through this. Uh, okay, maybe there's some equivalent. I don't. I'm not sure, but I don't gen- know. generally, I'm getting braces off or something. I, I went through. Yeah, that. I'm, I'm skeptical that something would take longer than weeks to, than a few weeks to, kind of regrow in terms of a sensation. Because ultimately, I think it's just your body up or down regulating the. Yeah. Yeah, the importance of the nerve. Now the that you mentioned this, I think you're right. Well, okay, okay, maybe this is a good analogy. Let's say that uh, you could have you a get, callus. Go ahead. You could, right? And well, yeah, but even that would eventually go away. Do you have any? Do you have calluses on your cock? No. Have you ever had a callus on your cock? No. Not your knowledge. I've had an, an abrasion wound. That's different. I, I mean, something for like where where there's actually thick physical thickening of the skin. Although I've I've read people always use this word. For, is okay, that possible they, on penis skin? Okay, yeah. Else? People say that if you're circumcised, the head of your penis becomes, and the word they use is keratinized. Okay. This is always the word that's used with it. It must be like some medical textbook said this and then everybody copies it yeah, in their okay. blogs and yeah, Reddit yeah. posts and everything. And so, um, yeah, so part of what guys who are trying to uncircumcise themselves, like these guys who like will hang weights from their what's left of their foreskin to get it to grow out, which does work eventually, or they'll like duct tape it so that it's kind of pulled taut all the time. It Part of works, what they do. I don't, I think it works in a way like when a woman gets pregnant, it sort of like stretches the skin, but like that extra skin is different than the extra skin would have been if they were born that way. So it, it's like still inferior, even if you can stretch it out. That's true. But, but you see that you have to understand the goal. So yeah, they're, ne- they know they're never going to get sensation back in their foreskin the way it would have been if they were intact. But the thing they can do is just so, so you definitely can, 
grow skin. And, and evidence for that is that uh, with burn patients, when they need to get skin transplants, what they'll do is they'll put a little bl- a balloon under the skin and blow it up and uh, in a certain area of the body, and it will actually yeah. produce more skin. So you can definitely do that. Uh, and so the the premise here is not that you'll get lots of sensation out of that skin. The premise is then you will have skin covering the head of your penis, which will cause it to decaratinize over time, become more sensitive, less layers of skin over them. Those, uh, you know, those neurons you want or whatever nerves you want to rub against her pussy. Yeah. Trying to get it all out there. Okay. So, so anyway, (laughs) uh, so that, uh, so that you do have, right. There is some like quote unquote damage or callousing or something that you certainly do have. I'm just skeptical that. Well, from masturbating, that, you mean? No, it's just from living your life and having your penis in your underwear and pants and stuff, rubbing around, you know, yeah. not covered by right. skin. Sure. Just like if you took a woman and you and you removed the hood of her clitoris, like her clit would eventually become sort of covered in a, an extra rough layer of skin because that's just sure. what skin does. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Although, that, is the that would take longer to go skin away. Skin or some other kind of tissue. I'm pretty sure it's skin. I mean, it's, it's like, it's like asking it's, if your gums are skin. Like, yeah, sure. Yeah. It's a mucous membrane or whatever, but, uh, but you're, yeah, I mean, it's it, obviously the, um, penis, the head of your penis and a woman's clitoris are sort of the same structure. So you could make the head of your penis and I mean, not, I've never interacted with an uncircumcised man's penis head, but in porn, you can see that they're much softer, more supple. They seem like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. That's yeah, like a different. delicate flower under there. <laughs> yeah, it makes it's the one thing actually. It's it's one of the few things that makes me kind of want to go to a bathhouse is to 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 see one of those uh, examine see one live in the little extra little ripe flesh. strawberries that that uh um anyway, but that's but I'm skeptical that that would that that would change based on masturbation. I'm skeptical that you would get more or less uh, keratinizing depending on the masturbation. I think it's much more likely just to be kind of like the way your brain interprets the Maybe. signals. Yeah. Maybe. The analogy I was going to make is, uh, let's say you get a massage twice a week and um, you're used to getting really, really, really rough massage, like you know, strong hand, deep tissue, whatever. And then they say, okay, we're going to stop doing that. We're going to suddenly give you, you know, I don't know. What's a really light massage. Uh, I don't, is there one? I mean, I guess just like, usually it's like there's deep tissue and then there's regular. So regular, yes, you're used to deep tissue and they're moving back to regular. Yeah. And, and, you know, you can say whether you want like small, medium or light pressure. So, or small, medium, hard, light, medium or hard. And yeah, so they're using some light massage technique now is, you, I feel like you might get stuck on like wanting the hard one in a way that if you went the other way, so you'd always gotten light massage and now you're getting heavy. I think you could like get used to the heavy thing more quickly, but I don't know. Hmm. Maybe even that analogy is wrong. I'm not sure. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the only way to do that would probably be through an experiment. Well, that you um, could experiment with the, the, the sex experiments are hard because you got to get the study approved by the university. That's tricky. Fair point. Fair but point. Massage, you know, people would sign up to say like, oh yeah, yeah. I want to get like 20 massages in one way and then it's going to switch to 10 the other way. And I don't, I don't know how you set it up exactly. Right. I do agree with this guy in general that if you are used to a condom and you switch to not a condom, it's kind of a revelatory experience that then does oh, go sure. away 
goes away awesome kind of quickly. For, for a while. Yeah. Right. I mean, for a while, in my experience, can be only a few minutes. And well, then in this guy's experience, it was even less. It sounds like it was like nine, nine and a half seconds. Came came quickly twice. Yeah, yeah. And right, the woman came. The, the woman came the first time, but not the second time. <laughs> he doesn't specify, but I think we can assume she didn't uh, orgasm him either time. I'm going to guess she orgasmed the second time, but not the first time. And he just has no idea how to interpret her behaviors. Maybe, although he came just as quickly the second time as the first. So he doesn't. He, her coming has nothing to do with him coming. That's. Well, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, there, there, there's correlation, but not causality. Have, I've searched for, by the way, on various porn sites for simultaneous orgasm porn, and there isn't any. That there doesn't seem any. right. I know. Really? Because it's easy to fake, right? You, the, the thing you'll find, okay, if you search for this, go ahead. If you search for this, what you'll find is, it, okay, it'll be... And I guess it's because they, okay, I don't know why they do it this way, but what you'll find is a woman masturbating and a guy sort of hovering over her with his penis masturbating. And then when she starts to orgasm, he nuts on her face, which is kind of funny. It's like, I'm not sure. I, I think maybe some women would be like, oh, this is amping it up. But I actually suspect that when you're experiencing the orgasm, like you started orgasming, having somebody nut on your face, then it doesn't make it better. I think it would have to happen like 10 seconds before. And then it would maybe amp up the experience. But after it's, I think it's just lame. I think it's basically like he waits till she orgasms and he like throws a yogurt at her. He gets sort of her experience of it. It's just hurting her. You know, good analogy. That was good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't have a strong opinion on when the right time to apply nut to the face is. Sure. In terms of amping up an orgasm. I would think that most women are mostly pretending that they like that in the first place, but it's believable that, that these, to me that they, these could be simultaneous because the woman is masturbating with say a vibrator or with her fingers or whatever. So it's, so it is, I, I think that's probably it's real. Um, but, the, but in, interestingly it's yeah. Finding the, the, of course, when you're searching for simultaneous orgasm, the thing everybody's searching for, if you search for that is like two people in the missionary position and like she starts to come and then he does too, or vice versa, whatever, something along those lines. And like, I actually have not found that. Which is interesting because it's easy to fake, like I said. Uh, finding it real might not exist, but it might not exist in real life either. Might be fake in real life yeah. too. Anyway. All right, let's move on. Uh, I think we we danced around this topic a few episodes ago, but I don't think I read this thing. If I did, we'll edit it out. It goes, my fiance is asking questions about my sex life. I don't want to lie, but I need to know the best way to answer honestly without hurting him. My fiance has been trying to get me to tell him he is the best lover I've ever had. From a purely physical sexual chemistry, this isn't exactly the case. Of course, I love sex with him so much, I'm going to commit to sex with him and only him for the rest of my life. We have a very active sex life and we both have a lot of fun. Uh, That's enough for me. Fun-loving sex is all I want in a relationship. I've had amazing sex before and it's not really all that. I'd much rather have my fiance, who is good in bed and an amazing man and partner, than be with the guy who I would say I was best sexually with, who was an immature borderline alcoholic douchebag who only wanted to see me when we were going to have sex. Amazing sexual chemistry and physical compatibility means nothing to me if every hookup leaves me feeling used after. Huh. Okay. I don't so think we've discussed this before. Go ahead. Yeah. We have discussed. Yeah. I don't think we've done this particular topic though. No. So obviously I can't tell him in this way. I know how boys are. I know this would shatter his ego and change our relationship forever. The other thing is I don't want to lie to him. 
I want to tell him the complete truth. To me, it feels more disrespectful to placate him and lie to him about this. When he asks me if he's the best, I've been telling him that I don't compare sexual partners, which I don't typically do, and that I love having sex with him, which leads to more probing questions, which I do my best to dodge. I'm unsure of what the best way to give him an honest answer is. Well, he knows what that means. I mean, that's not the only answer yeah. that he, she could give that would shut him up is like, you know, I thought about it and you are the best. Right. That she could fix it uh, after having given that other answer. She could say, yeah, I, I just wasn't ready for the question. I had to think about it. And he'd probably believe her. Do you think there's any, I mean, you and I have both talked about like radical honesty and I told you about Sam Harris's book lying. I don't know if you've read it yet, but it you know talks about various situations uh, where you should lie. Uh, one that comes up in the book is the Nazis come to your door and say, where are you hiding the Jews? You know, do you, do you lie or do you, um, tell them they're in the attic and uh wait what's the right i mean obviously the right thing to do is just to just to tell them where they are but what's the what's the wrong thing (laughs) the book goes into uh reasons why it might actually be better to be honest there like if you lie and then they go to like the next door neighbor and then kill the neighbor because they think he's lying right like you're, you're you're basically like just pushing the issue downstream and there could be negative consequences to that. This is um, really hard for me to understand because it's at the at the heart of this reasoning is some kind of, I guess, bleeding heart thing where it's like, so the way that I'm supposed to evaluate this question is how many other people are hurt. I can't, in other words, I'm not allowed to consider whether I'm going to be hurt. No, you can consider your own. Okay. Well, I mean, if I turn, if I, so yeah, anyway, it's, this isn't that interesting, but the, I wouldn't be worried about the neighbor getting killed. I'd worry about the way neighbor ratting me out and then I get killed. That's why sure. I would, why I would hand them over. I'd be like, oh, yeah. well, you're going to find this out anyway. So whatever. <laughs> so I might as well do it in the way that gets me out of this. Probably, you know? Yeah. I mean, the details of the hypothetical are important and I don't remember them okay. well enough to, to argue here, but in any case, uh, this might be an example of a time where really the best thing for everyone is just a lie. Um, the it thing depends that I would, on the yeah. man, I think, and it depends on like, ideally you would have communicated various sexual thoughts and, and wishes and desires and problems in the past. And so revealing to him that he's not the best ever wouldn't be this like crushing blow. But if you haven't, and you generally don't have good communication patterns, then, um, yeah, lying here might be the way to go. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I would worry about in this situation is what I don't think, first of all, I don't think it's that common. I, I would be concerned about what this actually means. So she says, oh, my best experiences were with this other guy. My question would be, why? Like, was yeah. it because of some technique he used? Okay, well, if he used a technique that's pick upable by the other guy. If it's if it's because you're more attracted to him, which is what it is, right. then uh, now we have a problem, right? It's like, oh, right. well, so what's really going on here is you're not, like, I'm not actually a good match for you and you're going to leave me. That's what's really going to happen here. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's definitely not great that the person she immediately brought up as her best ever was some, what did she call him, an alcoholic 
uh, scumbag, basically, right? Like, I don't. Yeah, it's tricky. Say. I would think I- that- immature, borderline alcoholic douchebag who only wanted to see me when we were going to have sex. So, like, this guy that was probably ultra alpha, you know, just invited her over with, at, you know, with his beck and call. And this strikes me as a as a problem that is uniquely applicable to women, not men, because I don't think that your female, I mean, you could correct me on this, but I don't think that your female partner's personality plays that much of a role or behaviors in, 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 in how quote unquote good she is at sex for you. Would you agree with that? Like what, yeah, what, who she is as a person, as people might say, I don't know if that matters that much. I think, I think for a guy, what matters much more is like physical attractiveness and then what activities take place. That's, and how like what, what's right. happening during the session of sex. Like, so someone could be your best. It's more like, it would be sort of hard to say. So someone's maybe your best, but it's because they're so willing to try things or do a thing that you like. Yeah. And so it's fairly malleable. The person could, unless they're on, I mean, attraction is less malleable, but this thing is fairly malleable. Whereas for a woman, unfortunately, I think it's pretty tied to what they uh, are interested in as a partner. And so, th- yeah. So basically- I'm, and I'm not sure that's particularly changeable. So if if what she wanted as a partner had changed, if it were changeable, well, then I think she would conclude, oh, well, now you're my best because I've learned that I like guys like you and I'm really turned on by you. But see, she isn't. She still thinks the other guy was her best, which suggests to me that that is actually her preference. So I think the guy would rightly, she, I mean, she can lie to him or not, but it doesn't really matter. What's going to happen is there's going to be a problem later. Yeah, but... I mean, is your intuition that she would like, given this man that she says was her best ever, what do you think she's looking for in a partner? Something, something about that guy that turned her on way more. I mean, it could be that he could be physical. It could be that he's taller or something or more attractive. Okay. Or it could be, it's somewhat like, it's very likely to be personality wise, uh, more dominant or, you know, like her dad was or something. I don't know. Like there's some- my intuition was it was something dysfunctional, like his lack of availability was very attractive to her. Okay, but that's still a maybe because of trait. something with you know from her youth. Who knows? Yeah, but the point is, like, if she's if she's learned from life experience to value that less, then I would expect her to say, "Oh, well, I actually am enjoying you more now because I've learned that I'm not as attracted to that." But you see, she hasn't learned that. Now I don't know how malleable attraction is. Actually, I don't know if a woman can kind of change internally uh, from liking a guy who's not available to a guy who is available or something. I'm not <laughs> sure if that's possible, but if it, but, but yeah, but it's concerning here. There's like an experienced self too. So like, even if she had changed, it's still possible that her sub- subjective experience of that memory back then is better than what she wants now. Yeah, although I would expect her to sort of do what do they call that? Like it's a retcon. I would expect yeah. her to ret- retcon yeah. that. It's weird that she hasn't. Like, there's something odd about this. Like, yeah, I would. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I would expect her to retcon that. I think that's the right thing for a woman to do to basically decide that her. So, so it's kind of. I actually think it's kind of important for a woman to believe that her forever partner is her best sexual partner. I think it's sort of important. And if she doesn't. There's something wrong. I don't know what, but there's something oh, wrong. Maybe there's a study you could do here. Like, yeah, you you ask like a thousand um, engaged people whether 
their current partner is their best ever. And your intuition would be most women would say yes and yes. less men would say yes. And I also would guess that the women who say no uh, get divorced more. Yeah. And the guys, the yeah. guys, so my intuition about the guys would be, it'd be not, it would be like, I bet it would be a, like a bell curve around, yes, 50 50. I bet it would be something like that. Whereas the women, it would be like 80% of them would say yes. And it would be, so it actually, I would actually guess it would be the similar to the curve of how, you know, on Tinder, men find women. It's a bell curve of men saying women are attractive, you know, like the, they, it's it's very it's very normally distributed where the way whereas women you have to be very attractive as a man for a woman on tinder to say that you're attractive it'd be yeah. you know, i think it would follow a similar distribution pattern to that although it's totally unrelated i think it's tricky with men i think men generally if you ask them who their favorite sex partner is they'd say the next one like it's oh, i don't think so. you, well like like newness is is more important than can you let's let me ask you this of your uh of your partners, do you think you could rank order them or do some kind? I mean, do you have one that stands out? Not really. Interesting. Not really. Interesting. Uh, that's, that's a little surprise. Do you have like a group of them that stand out? Is there like some w- way in which uh, you could, you could put them into buckets maybe? Maybe I can put them into buckets. Yeah. Quartiles. Well, let's say you wanted to have like eight buckets of each, each one containing, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to frighten. That. I want to, yeah, I want to frighten any woman that you're date, going on a date with. I mean, I let's said get, quartile, get, so that applies at least four. Yeah, let's. Yeah, at least four. Um, yeah, I just think <laughs> I. I don't know. I think that men would be. My intuition is that something like half of men would say yes. She's the their best sexual partner, and then it would it would be some kind of boring result like that. I, I hear you're you're saying maybe not. Um, like, I, I think what you're, you're saying, you may be saying, I don't have yeah. it codified in my mind like that. I, and yeah. I wonder if other men do. So my, men might just be like, I don't know, or that doesn't mean anything to me. Right. That's interesting. I don't, yeah, I think it would vary. I'm not I think sure. It's, it's possible that if, that if a man has had say 10 partners, that it's a one in 10 chance that his current partner is his best. So that wouldn't say it's 50, 50. It would be just, you know, you divide the denominators, just how many partners you've had that I could see that. I could see an argument for that. Yeah. To the extent that they're able to rank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you said, if you said, if you took all of your sexual encounters with women and made a list of them, uh, and then I said, what percentage of those were with your best partner? I'm just trying to think. Ideally, that would be kind of a high percentage for guys. That might also not be very high because there's probably a lot of guys who have one encounter that's yes. that they view as their best. That's of course, right. then there's going to be selective memory because they're going to remember that one better because it's more notable. memorable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of tricky, <laughs> but I do yeah. think that women. I do think women should be expected to retcon, and I do think you would get some kind of result out of an experiment like that with with women. It's it, okay. it's a that's a pretty negative sign, I think, and I think the guy should rightly be concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, and it's not because of technique or anything. It's because for women, it's when men know that for women, it's very tied into how they feel about the guy. And so they'd be like, wait a minute. Like, (laughs) so you're settling. (laughs) I mean, with your take, that's yet another reason why she should probably lie. Like not just because it might bruise his ego, but because it might alarm him. Justifiably. the counter, I mean, that would that would uh, raise the hackles of the guys on TikTok talk, who talk all the time about how 90% of divorces are initiated by women. Yeah. Because they would basically say, this is why, because women lie. This is why, because women lie. I don't know if that's true at all. It probably right. isn't. 
but it is right. it is true that women initiate far more divorces than men. But I always take that to just mean that women uh, like putting women are more likely to put that final nail in the coffin because it's hard for men. I think most breakups are initiated by women, but it's just because men will keep the relationship around so they can have sex. Right. <laughs> I think it's just a much, much more like sort of pedestrian explanation for that. Like the woman val- doesn't value that. The guy is like, look, if I can keep, yeah, if I can fuck you every month, then fine. Right. Anyway. All right, let's move on. I want to talk about vulva color. This person says, the guy I'm talking to is amazing, but he cares about vulva color. Do you know what the expression talking to means in Gen Z? Is is it mean hooking up with? Because I think yeah, it means I mean, it, talking it, to, like like I'm talking to you. Yeah, it kind of means, it's intentionally a bit vague, but it often means the guy that I'm dating, but they don't want to use the word dating. So Why? the guy I'm talking to, I don't know. It's, Why don't they want to say dating? It's too much. It's too much. It implies too much commitment. It applies caring too much. They'll, they'll, there's this expression. It's not that serious. Uh, like nobody wants anything to be real. So they're, they're just I think talking. That's, I think that's sort of normal. I mean, that's, I mean, which generation do you think, is it millennials that made the most use of the term hooking up? Maybe. Like hookup culture and so forth. And that's sort of yeah. the same thing. Like I remember when hooking up just meant you had met up and I remember being confused right. when people started using it to mean fuck because it's like, Oh, we right. hooked up at the party. Like we, and would I was like, say, oh, that's yeah, nice. we would say like, Oh, let's hook up later. But, <laughs> but now you can't say that because it means something else. Well, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, and so that's Gen Z you're saying that, okay, so they're talking to, so this means she's having yeah. sex with him. Okay. Presumably let's, yeah. let's, let's read on. I've been talking to this guy for about two weeks now. He has great views. He has never pushed boundaries. He is sweet and wants to make sure I feel comfortable even said he wants to potentially wait until marriage to have sex because he's very serious about the person he will be with. He's intelligent, works hard for his family, works out as well. He's so good looking. He's a great older brother. He has friends and is very honest. He's so amazing. Let's call him A. Okay. That's person A. However, we were having a conversation about how one of his friends was talking to a girl. And apparently he asked her about the color of her vagina and she obviously got upset and, st- and stopped talking to him. I was shocked and was like, wow, that is really fucking weird to ask. Then A goes on to say, not every single guy cares about color. And they like, I care, and goes, I care about oh, texture. Sorry. A goes on to say, every single guy cares about color. And they like, huh. pink, a little brown is okay, but super brown is not acceptable. And he's never met anybody who likes black. Asked him if that applies to him. And he said, am I a guy? So he said, every guy cares. He's a guy. So it's like, there's a bear shit in the woods. This guy uh, lacks game. Go on. He, yes, he does. Essentially saying every single guy cares about it, including him. And I just went on and said, that's so strange and superficial. And who gives a fuck about that? Honestly, it just really disgusted me and made me think it was really surface level. Who cares about what some someone's genitals look like? Honestly, the pleasure and the person is what matters most. And it's just so weird that he said that. I know for a fact that not every single guy cares about it. I don't know what to do. It just really grossed me out. I don't even, it doesn't even matter what color mine is and whether or not it fits the standard. It's just the usage and the wording as well as just the idea. I understand having preference for size and fitness level and everything because that has an actual difference on the sexual experience, but color, like what? I'm just blown away. What do I do? I feel like this is a huge red flag. Sorry Wait, for ranting. Size, size and fitness level of her vagina? No, she understands she, that. No, she means, she means body weight and whether you're in good shape. Okay, but I mean- was she actively putting on or wearing makeup when writing this? Unclear. Because, I, I mean, aren't all beauty... St- okay, 
to the extent that a beauty standard is like facial symmetry, there there are beauty standards that I think relate to um, uh, health. Uh-huh. But most beauty standards are not that. They're just arbitrary, right? Uh, I mean, wanting to look like Kim Kardashian or whatever the current... What, what is the Gen Z version of that, by the way? Do you know? what are they, Who do they all try to look like? Uh, I don't know. Taylor Swift? That's I don't think so. Sort of multi-generational. Yeah. No, I haven't noticed that around college campuses. I've noticed like... Uh, what have I noticed? Just really, really not wearing much clothing. That's what I've noticed to be the, the thing. <laughs> so I, I enjoy that. Who loses? Right. Um Okay, but, but yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand why a woman would be shocked at the notion that there's just another arbitrary standard of beauty that they are faced with. They should, they should. I feel like they should understand. They should have oh, read. Oh, I understand book. why she's shocked. She's shocked because she's never heard of this before, and now she's panicking. Oh, okay. So, but, but she does. So, so you're you're saying that there's she's never considered moral out, it's full faux, faux moral outrage. It's That's what you're faux. saying. She's actually morally outraged because in her mind. There's already so many things that she needs to worry about, and now he's heaping on another one. Well, but but the but the language she used in, in terms of moral outrage was basically to say that superficial things shouldn't matter. It's your personality, health, fitness, things like that. But in fact, the other things you mentioned, the other you know, the, the other category of of things that she has to worry about, well, those are already there. So shouldn't she be equally outraged about? Uh, wearing lipstick or earrings or wearing a cute dress, et cetera? Uh, like, what's the difference? The difference is she didn't know about this one. That's the only difference? It's not. So it's, I mean, it's I think, new. I mean, I think it's fair to say, you could say, I think you could also say something like, your face is, I think, okay. I think that people's faces evolved with the way they are because faces matter for partner selection. Meaning, uh, it, facial beauty, breast size, things like this, or maybe not size, shape, like like sort of the shape of your body and stuff like that. These are things that evolved because you know in prehistoric times people did partner selection stuff like that. Vulva color is not something that mattered then, so it's just random. So it's not, uh, and it's going to have it's going to have excessive okay. variation because it's irrelevant. It was irrelevant, right. so you will have lots of variation. And let's get and into makes, this. Yeah, okay. What? Do you think she means by vulva color? I assume she means her out, uh, her inner labia. Okay, forgive my ignorance here. What are the ones that like are sometimes <laughs> innies and outies? Inner labia. It's the part that doesn't okay. have hair on it. The part that does okay. not naturally have hair on it. Okay, so it can be more right. It's the, the part the that's analogous. Right. It's the part that's analogous to your scrotum, and and, and if you watch. In porn, you can see that men have kind of coloring variations, uh, yeah, in that area too. Because and the reason why is because there's no beauty standard; like, it doesn't make any difference. It didn't make well, any difference for uh, okay. reproduction. I think there are two different things to discuss here. Then there's the color of the inner labia, which yeah. sometimes are more pink-ish than others, and then mm-hmm. there's the sort of like area around, which I guess you're calling the outer labia, but also around that, which sometimes can have some sort of dark, I was going to use the word discoloration, but maybe I should just say coloration. Yeah, of course, naturally, I mean, in a state of nature, that would be definitely covered with hair, but sure. Yes. I mean, by the way, your scalp can have discolorations on it if you're bald. I mean, like a lot of times Mm -hmm. when guys shave their heads, they're sort of surprised because it's like 
some people have like birthmarks on their scalps. Yeah. It's, but it's definitely not, it's not clear that like there was, it's, it's just clear there was no evolutionary, there was no evolutionary pressure for your scalp to look a certain way. Um, whereas they're, they're, yeah, to look healthy and to reproduce, particularly for a man. But of course, men and women are very, uh, it takes a man and a woman. So like these genetic choices wind up evolving. Nevertheless, if you have a scalp like Mikhail Gorbachev, I think that's less attractive than, uh, not when he had hair. Oh, uh, not when he had hair. Oh, okay, fine. But it's, but, but the point is that, uh, during reproductive age, which prehistorically would have been teens, twenties, um, you would have hair covering it. So it wouldn't matter. My, my point being that like, I think it's pretty obvious that like the exact way your vulva looks is not something that was selected for in the same way that a uh, fine, fine features, fine facial features is something that females have selected for. That's why women's faces look more delicate than men's. Like it, it, it mattered for mate selection and the like. You know? Are you making an argument that nothing about the physical appearance, appearance of the vagina would there, there would be no trends if you showed men a thousand different vaginas and had them rate them on appearance. You would, you would notice no. no. I'm arguing that that uh, in, on, along an evolutionary timescale, say 10,000 plus years, that it, that appearance of vulva would make no difference to which women were impregnated by whom. Okay, it just doesn't. It wouldn't matter, and that and that's what matters for evol- evolving a trait, right? Whereas. Uh, a woman with real, really rough facial features that might actually matter. Guys wouldn't necessarily. She would. She would get impregnated by a lower status guy, or her kids wouldn't get uh, cared for as well, et cetera, because she's less. She's less quote unquote attractive. Um, yeah, and that doesn't yeah. change whether or not men have preferences in general. It doesn't. It doesn't. But it's. But I. But what I'm trying, doing is I'm trying to bolster why she could have like a moral outrage here, like. So I'm, I was sort of mocking her for having moral outrage about vulva, two things that are both superficial. But I think that if she was a little more careful with her language, she could do it well because she could say, look, I don't mind the men rate women's attractiveness on body shape, facial structure, these things that like m- kind of do matter. Um, but it's kind of crappy to do it for something that will do matter, that even that's a strong thing to say. But do th- things that historically are there, there is some kind of beauty standard. It's kind of crappy to do it based on something that where there's absolutely no beauty standard. And so it's, it's just, it's just random. I mean, that being said, it's women not a shave strong, their legs. Yeah. I hear you. It's not a strong moral high ground. It's, it's, it's a very low plateau she's standing on. Uh, well, because and they it, do it other things pretty too. Arbitrary. Like they, they shave their assholes, they wax their assholes, they bleach their assholes. Sure. Sure. But so, they didn't. They didn't ten thousand years ago. Probably. No, they didn't. It didn't matter. You're right. Like having darkened skin around your asshole wouldn't have but, mattered. But ten thousand years ago, women did do stuff like. Well, I'm not sure about ten thousand, but it's almost certain that they put on makeup and did various things to look more attractive and young and stuff. These, these are things women did. They did their hair. Certainly during uh, the Roman Empire, there were uh, there were women's hair. There were women's hairstyles, and they they changed. Uh, they weren't always the same. Uh, and this is, yeah. So there's, there's been beauty around the facial area for a long, long, long time. Uh, you know, finding women's breasts beautiful, obviously has been, but, but vulva area, no, like that's, it was just not, there was no beauty standard for that. Uh, okay. And per- in particular, I, I mean, I if you're in a society, not important. I, I don't understand. Hang why on, I want is... to, I know. I just want to say one more thing for fun. Uh, in a society where women are on average having like 11 children each, uh-huh. that area is not going to be the best. It's good. No, you know what I mean? Like after not. your eleventh, after your eleventh kid, there will be some like damage, and, and this is without modern medicine, so there will have been tearing and 
So, I mean, like, it's just not an area. Yeah, it's, it's an area that probably people would, it's, it was a utilitarian area and still is on, you know, anyway, go on. Yeah. Generally, if you are to the point where a woman's panties are coming off, like there aren't many things that are going to make a man nope out. Okay. There are some things, right? Like a, a fucking herpy, um, yes. some sort of weird pus, uh, maybe I think that a single smell. A, I think a single pustule would be properly called a herp, a, a herp. Okay, Go on. Yeah. Sorry. Not a herpy. We, we've actually discussed this before. I, and someday I'll learn. I'm too busy thinking about the Roman empire. There's no uh, word by the way, because it's not herpes is a disease. It's not the name of the individual thing, but go on. It's a, it's a sore. No, no. A herpes is the disease. You don't, I have herpes means I have the disease herpes. It doesn't mean I have pustules. It's not the plural of something. It's just, it's like measles. You don't say I have a measle, right? Uh, I have measles, the disease. You? It's just a disease name that ends in an S. So it's Do I say confusing. I have a pox, the chicken pox? No, I say I have a. Well, a pox okay. is a different thing. I mean, <laughs> the, the word chicken pox comes from, because the real world word for chicken pox is like, um, not varicel, but it's, uh, you know, it's, there's a, there's a scientific name for it. Chicken pox is, comes from like the fact that a pox was like a, a, a spell cast yeah. on you. Right? Yeah. So that's a little different, but anyway. Yeah. I like calling it a herp. That's fine. Okay. I, right. I hear your point. Like, so a guy's not going to nope out, but a guy could still have an opinion. I, and we've discussed this before. Like, yes. I, beauty right. wise, men are going to find going. a shaved, a shaved vulva more beautiful or relaxed or more beautiful. They'll still For fuck sure. one that's not shaved, but right. you know, that doesn't mean that they don't, that some men don't prefer it was. Uh, yeah. It's, it's sort of complicated. It's an area where a woman, I'm not sure what she should do. Having moral outrage about it, about it's probably not helpful. Um, she should just try to not care because it's not, because you're right that by the time the guy gets there, he, it's not, it doesn't make any difference. It's not going to, he's not going to break up with her because of that. There's no chance. I mean, there's yeah. very little chance of that. We've talked about this with respect to labia before too, right? Like the, the bigger, the beef curtains, probably the, the less, you know, perfectly desirable they are, but most men are not going to actually be like, Oh, you know what? Uh, I'm seeing four millimeters here. I'm I think out. it's like the, I think it's the vast majority of men are going to sort of go, Oh, okay. So it's, it's not, but that, I mean, so yeah, so they could probably have an interesting conversation that would end with that. It's like, yes, I have a, pre it's we, the conversation you and I have had. I have a preference. I think this is more beautiful. And she probably does too, actually. Cause it's just, now you're just talking about like, what's beautiful, like things that are, you know, a flower that looks a certain way is more beautiful. I mean, people can have conversations about that, but it doesn't actually affect attraction. Yeah. Um, although I, but I do think generally this thing of like women being judged by physical traits they don't control. It, yeah, it's difficult. It's, I'm sure it's a very, it's a difficult part of being female. And she's in some ways wrestling with that or reckoning with it. I mean, I don't control how handsome I am. It matters a lot less for guys. Uh, that's, I mean, un, yeah, you know, the, we've as discussed ad nauseum for guys, like if you're at the very top end of attractiveness, it matters a lot, but for everybody else, it's kind of irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, I agree. It, yeah. And we're so, out of but for women, for women, it almost completely is just attractiveness. Okay. Right. All right. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. Uh, we like feedback. You can provide us feedback at ymmdpod at gmail.com. If you send us feedback, we will give you $10. So just uh, and at the end of the feedback, give us your Cash App or PayPal or Venmo or whatever your uh, preferred method of, of money delivery of choice is. 
you can also ask us questions there, uh, which we enjoy getting. If you'd like to keep, we'll respond. We respond to basically everything we get, unless it's a dick pic. We've sort of stopped responding to those. Uh, but if, yeah, if you have a question about anything, you can you can send it to us. If you want us to keep it private, uh, let us know so we don't use it on the show. Uh, again, that's ymmvpod at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and we will catch you next week on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me retiens. Non.